Hello, and welcome to an intro to Anthro with two humans. I'm human number one, John McRae. And I'm human number two, John Lear. And this is the podcast where we reassess what it means to be human. And the title of today's episode is Standing on My Own Two Feet, The Case for Bipedalism, or Do Bipeds Really Have More Fun? So, John, we're... <laughs> We're getting artistic. We have alternative alternative titles to these now. It's fantastic. We've got subtitles. <laughs> We've got we're getting as we as we begin <clears throat> our journey together on the discovery of what it means to be human, we're becoming more complex as humans do. You know, yes. we, we that's what we do. I, I love it. When people start bootlegging these uh <laughs> these <laughs> these episodes, they'll be able to uh <laughs> Choose their own title. Choose one of the alternative titles we have or use their own titles. So. Well, to make extra money, uh, as, especially when we're starting up, I'm going to be selling copies of CDs out of my trunk at Venice Beach. <laughs> so. Episode seven. I've already started burning the CDs and your titles yeah. are so long, it's hard for me to fit them on. I'm writing them on with the, the marker. That's- that's a marketing marketing thing. That's like that's like the Clash's like six album Sandinista album. You know, it's like people have to buy just to figure out what they're listening to. They have to buy multiple Ooh, copies. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so just to, to give you an idea about uh, the origins of this week's episode, uh, my wife and I have a treadmill, which a lot of people do, and we try to walk on the treadmill. And which, you know, as often as we can, which means not, almost not at the same time, you guys trade off, right? <laughs> no, no, that would be more interesting. I, yeah. Maybe we would walk more that way. Yeah. Uh, but Mary has found out that every time she walks on the treadmill, she hurts her knees or hurts her back. Ugh. And so recently she made the comment to me. She said, I don't think I know how to walk. Mm. <laughs> and so... To, to me, this is serious because uh, in his book, First Steps, uh, the paleoanthropologist Jeremy De Silva actually states that bipedalism, or walking on two legs, is a series of controlled falls. In other words, we- yes, I've heard that before, that walking is falling. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You, you fall, you catch yourself, you fall, you catch yourself, you fall, mm-hmm. you catch yourself. And I mean, this is kind of when she said, I don't think I know how to walk. I mean, that's dangerous because there are people who die from fall. 35,000 people a year supposedly die from falls is what from they walking, say. walking falls or, or, just, or falls just falls in falls. general. <laughs> just okay. Falls in general. I think right. it's all like falling in the Grand Canyon is also or or, or what hmm. about if you're if you're older and you fall and break your hip and then you die a month later? Right. Is that factored into those 35,000? Because it's not a direct death from the fall, but we all know once you, if you're over 80 and you break your hip, it's over, you know, get ready. You know, when I wrote down. (laughs) Actually, you should just just have Neptune society just like on your phone yourself. That's what I do. I'm just ready. I to called go. the Neptune Society and asked him for some information because I wanted to read. I guess I could have just yeah. gone online, but I'm old and uh, they won't stop calling me. 
<laughs> they're hardcore. <laughs> they they just know when you answer, it's like, oh, not time yet. They, they don't even say anything once they pick it up. No, they, they just... got to get me before. They got to get me to sign on the dotted line. <laughs> so uh, anyway, when when Mary said that, you know, this is like serious business because bipedalism mm-hmm. is probably the adaptation that defines us as humans or one of the adaptations one people of the big- always yeah they always say that and opposable thumbs those are the two things that come out of people's mm. mouths right and you know we started walking on two legs probably about seven million years ago that's what we think now wow uh so we've had a lot of practice so mm-hmm. for when she, when she said i don't think i know how to to walk I really, to me as an anthropologist, it was a, a cry, a cry for help, really, <laughs> because, because I realized what she was really saying was, I wish I hadn't been evolved. I wish I hadn't evolved this way. Well, yeah, you're, you're, it was basically, you're in the anthropologist's fire station and an alarm <laughs> went off and you put on your anthropologist boots and slid down yeah. the brass pole because you're like, woo, we got a problem. Yeah. Let's yeah, help. Somebody's, How can we somebody's, help? Somebody's crying out. They don't, They <laughs> wish we hadn't been evolved. That's like the ultimate, uh, I wish I hadn't been born. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think that, you know, we as humans, uh, there's a lot of humans out there, are, uh, we need to understand bipedalism, yes. I think, or the importance of bipedalism. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people who are bipedalist curious, maybe but are afraid to ask because they think that maybe it's been around. We've been doing it for 7 million years. I don't want to feel like I, I don't know right, what I, right. what, what's going on. It, right. You know what I mean. Right. Give me the skinny on my bipedalism. <laughs> I, I'm very, you've got me, you've got me from jump because as a child, I wore corrective shoes. Did you? Cause really? I wasn't walking right. Or apparently. What, yeah. I mean, was it, like towing out or what was happening? I don't even know her? this, but they were horrible. They looked like, remember those white baby uh, leather baby boots that everybody yeah. wore when they were babies. I had to wear those until I was in uh, first grade. <laughs> it Jesus. was horrid. Oh my God. Yeah. Horrid. Yeah. This is before I met you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. My, I, I didn't know that. So yeah. Yeah. And, so. Uh, you know what? Another thing about you, which I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something about you, which <laughs> you, you may not know. You may no. not know yourself, but uh, I think you have a thing for prehistoric hominids. Yeah. <laughs> because, because I do. Every time you send me an article, <laughs> it's about prehistoric hominids. <laughs> I'm in love with Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm attracted to Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. So remember a, a few weeks ago, you sent me an article uh, about some uh, anthropologists in Tanzania, mm-hmm. which you've been to Tanzania. Yes, I have. Dar es Salaam, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Good time. Good time. <laughs> I went to Zanzibar Island. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and got stoned out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like the best weed I'd ever had, and I and and I find myself on this highly religious uh, island where I could have been. God knows. Anyway, I survived. It was gorgeous. I recommend you it, be- but don't get stoned. Just go. Were you by? No, you were there with your father, right? Yeah, your my brother, father and my brother. Yeah. 
but you can always yep. get weed. You know, everybody wants to buy weed. <laughs> Just the international, you hold up an invisible, you know, joint to your mouth. Everybody knows and raise your eyebrows. Yeah. And yeah, you, know, you take it from there. It's like the stop sign. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same in every country. Exactly. <clears throat> so anyway, you sent me this article and it was about some anthropologists in Tanzania. They were mm-hmm. looking at chimps, a group of chimps that lived in, a, in an environment where it was part partially wooded, but really it was mostly grassland. And they mm-hmm. were trying to figure out if chimps lived in an area with fewer trees, if they would spend more time on the ground, and if they did, would they walk upright? Right. And, and come to find out, no. <laughs> they <didn't. laughs> the, the chimps, even fewer trees, they just spent... More in the few trees that were there, they spent just as much time up in the trees as as they normally do in a jungle. Well, it's it's safer up there, you know. Exactly. I get it. But why the hell did we start walking upright? What 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 <clears throat> did purpose did it serve? Yeah, it's well, we're going to come up where I mean, we're going to discuss some of the theories about it. But the one thing they did find out in that chimp study is uh, the times that they did see chimps on two legs were mm-hmm. up in the trees. So the chimps would stand up there and kind of like scoot out, you know, holding oh. on to a branch above and then scoot out on two legs to get some I know that move. <laughs> I know that move. When I built my treehouse for my kids, I did a lot of that. But right. with a with a circular saw in my hand. <laughs> Those chimps. Those chimps don't know how, how lucky they have it. Oh, they picked a piece of fruit. Okay. We'll have to put some some photos of your treehouse out there. That thing was a yes, very impressive. I will put some in the uh, in the description. <clears throat> so, yeah, because you actually have some. I mean, did you feel anything when you were up in the tree? Was there something some primal? It, it feel, yes, it feels right. It feels yeah. right to be up in a tree. To me, I, I think it's incredible. <laughs> I, I I'm not. I did some stupid stuff up in that tree <laughs> trying to build that treehouse. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I loved it. I loved being up in that tree. Did you rope yourself in, or were you up there no. like free climbing? Free, oh, free balled. Oh, I free balled the whole thing. The whole <laughs> thing. Thirty five thousand people die of falls. Every <laughs> yeah, <year>. I know. <laughs> Don't tell me the numbers. Thirty five thousand uh, and one. Well, you know, there's a part of all of us that has the death wish too. You know, I refer to it yeah. as Plan Z. You know, which is uh, <laughs> run up so, the credit cards. And- <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so maybe that was part of it. And and I'm a risk taker, as you know. I, yeah. I enjoy yeah. the thrill. So, yeah, that was part of it. Adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. you. That's what people ask me about you. I'm like, <laughs> this, AJ. that's why I bungee out of helicopters. <laughs> that's why I'm a race car driver. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about bipedalism today walking on two legs mm-hmm. and and to get there to get to the possible theories of why we did it i think we need to look at ev- or kind of take a look at evolution itself mm-hmm. so we're going to take a quick journey back through history to look at some of the major ideas in evolution and the first we're headed one straight to easter <laughs> we're headed straight to easter island am i right those giant heads and, and yeah, those heads. <laughs> Whenever you talk about evolution, we always end up there. 
I think you're talking about the Galapagos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I was like, Easter Island. Okay. A little no, I'm alternative. Sorry. I'm sorry. Alternative I'm, science here. I can't Google and do this at the same time, so I'm lost. <laughs> okay. So in the 1600s, there was a uh, archbishop of the Church of Ireland named James Usher. And James Usher was trying to figure out how old the earth was. So he went to the Bible and he read through the Bible and studied the Bible, all the different talks about generations and everything. And he calculated that the earth began on Saturday, October 22nd, 4004 BC at 6 p.m. No, that is that is not true. You ask any Jew, we all know. It's 57, <clears throat> what is it? I don't know. It's uh, some 57, <clears throat> 57, I think we're at. I don't know. Anyway. Have you have you ever count, counted it up like Usher did? <laughs> have you ever gone in and like. How did he, how did he come I know. with that? Did you know, say 6 p.m.? So at yeah, dusk. Six, but there was <clears throat> no yeah. dusk. Not at that time. But <laughs> once you make it, then yeah, it's 6 p.m. You know, it's wow. like. So let there be light happened at 6 p.m. Oh, wait, are right. we talking the Big Bang? That's So he's saying the beginning of everything right. started at 6 p.m. Wow. Right. All right. Why Based not? on the Bible. Why not? And uh, so the thing is, you know, I love the 6 p.m. It kind of reminded me. I think there was a Monty Python, was it, in uh, Life of Brian or something where it was like. You know, 33 AD around tea time or something like that. But he actually, he, uh, yeah, so 6 p.m. So he came up with this idea, 4,000-year-old world, or wow. existence was 4,000 years. And the problem with that is that people started discovering uh, fossils. And they started discovering, like, geological formations that definitely looked like they were older than 4,000 years old. Right. And, and so... One of the first controversial ideas was by Robert Hooke in the 1600s. And he said that the fossils that they found were actually the remains of extinct animals. And people were like going crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> he was like, because, wait. Yeah. Because up until then, they thought they would, that all the animals that were currently on the planet had always been on the planet. Right. Exactly. God had created it. It was perfect. There was no, you can't say that they became extinct. But God, so, you look at some of those uh, scarabs, those weird uh, fossils mm, that look like beetles. Yeah. What are, I don't know what those are called. You know, Tripolipicus yeah. or anyway, <laughs> they, you know, right away, those mm. aren't around. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. hard to realize <laughs> that there was crazy stuff around before us. Yeah. So people didn't really know where it fit into kind of the biblical mm. idea of the history of Earth. Um, and then in the 1700s, there was a, a French naturalist named Georges Cuvier who came up with the idea of catastrophism. And mm. what that what Cuvier said was, well, all of these, the landscape changes and all of these like gaps that we have in the fossil record, they're all the result of natural catastrophes of divine origin, mm. you know, i.e. Mm. Noah's flood, mm -hmm. volcanoes, earthquakes. And so what Cuvier was saying was, well, God created it. And then <laughs> when he realized it wasn't as good as what he thought it was, he was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> he, yeah. Let's go to Earth <clears throat> Earth version 2.7. Right. It's just like the right. iPhone. It's just like yeah. the iPhone. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, just tear it off. You just tear that sheet off the pad and start over. Yeah. Do we really need the button at the bottom? No. <laughs> That's what God was doing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in the 1700s, we get Georges Buffon, oh, who stated that the Earth had... I love it when, was... you, when you speak French. It's just, it gets me every time. Just names. Just names. Any, anything. George, George Buffon. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he stated that the Earth actually changed gradually. And mm-hmm. that was something new, too, because they thought, again, God created in one, you know, six days or whatever. Right. On the seventh day, he rested. So for Buffon to say that it was gradual mm-hmm. uh, was revolutionary in a sense. Yeah. But again, Buffon kind of chickened out at the end. I, I bet I was about to say, I bet he got the shit beat out of him for this one. A bunch, <laughs> like of, I, a bunch of priests. If I were Buffon's bro, uh, buddy, I'd be like, dude, don't be saying that real loud. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of priests and monks outside that are waiting yeah. for us. Uh, so what he said is like, well, there were actually six epochs or epochs, mm-hmm. uh, and each of them were kind of matching the biblical idea of a day, and right. each of those epochs were a thousand years. So in other words, he was still <laughs> trying to keep it within like, well, yeah, it was six days, but you know, a day for God is actually a thousand years. Uh, I've been in situations like that. <laughs> I've been in situations like that where I'm pitching something, I'm pitching a script idea or something, and they're like, <clears> and they point out a big flaw in, you know, <laughs> that I didn't see. And so the backpedaling begins. You know, oh, no, right. No, no, no. What if we. I'm right there with Buffon. <laughs> well, that's the class we need to give. Is how to backpedal in the middle of a <laughs> so presentation. That is, that's... you said it, brother. <clears throat> That's a useful skill right there, yep. I think. Yep. Uh, and also in the 1700s, we had James Hutton, who was a Scottish geologist. He's the father of modern geology. Hmm. And he said that the Earth, he kind of like with uh, Buffon, he was like, yeah, the Earth changed gradually, but it was through natural processes, like uh-huh. wind, erosion, rain. And he actually said uh, the Earth was hundreds of thousands of years old. Whoa. So he's pushing it way back. And again, kind of hedging his bets. He's like, well, yeah, God created the earth. But (laughs) they couldn't get away from it. You know what I mean? It's like like that you better put that footnote on there unless you want to be strung up. Yeah. You know? So God created the, the world or the earth. But all of these geological processes are part of God's plan. Yes. So God gave those. So perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And then in uh, the early 1800s, we have Charles Lyell, who uh, English geologist said, and this seems like obvious now, but he said, uh, the present is the key to the past. And that hmm. was just like, like you could see him like every hmm. in a classroom or like, yeah, Charles, give a toast or something. And yeah. If he yeah. had a website, that would be on the first page. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's on his that's his brand t-shirt. on the yeah, t-shirt. t-shirt, all of it. Yep. <laughs> but uh, one of the the important thing Lyell came up with was the idea of uniformitarianism. God, this is ringing a bell. I think I learned this in a class in Did college. You really? Yeah, really? this is all ringing a bell from a class. I took an anthropology uh, intro <laughs> to anthro. I think I did told you. you. Uh, yeah, I did. 
and uh, I loved it. But then when you get to the very end and they say, oh, we don't know any of this for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you're like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I wish you <I've, laughs> give me that up front. Yeah. yeah I've TA'd classes like that where people mm. would ask questions and I'd be like, we don't know. It, it would drive certain people crazy. But yeah, and as I've gotten older, I love that. That gives it depth <clears> and weight when you don't know. That's the, the I don't know is where it's at. Yeah. But you have to be comfortable with it. Yeah. You have to be comfortable with that, mm-hmm. not knowing. And people who are in the math, for example, would always have trouble with it because they'd be like, but but it's gotta be an answer. Yeah, but you dig down into math, you you're gonna find the same thing. <laughs> Look at a summation formula or factorals or all that stuff. It it doesn't when you get down to the end, it's just great. And everybody's like, I don't know, string theory. <laughs> Let's turn around and go back. (laughs) We don't know. So uniformitarianism uh, said that the processes that affected the earth in the past Mm. are still affecting the earth today. So Mm. that's what he meant by that present is the key of the past. So you have to look at what's going on now and then you can kind of take like, okay, we see rain kind of washing things away. That must have happened in the past. And then we can like look at the geological record and see. Yeah. Yeah. There was a moth. Wasn't there a moth during the turn of the century uh, that started to, the, the white moths started <clears throat> disappearing because of all the coal smoke in England. Yeah. So the yeah. black ones lived and the white ones were easily eaten by the birds because they stuck out like sore thumbs. Yeah. That's so true. that's using the present, you know, to yeah. see it. You know, how often does that happen? How yeah. about me pulling that one out of my butt? <laughs> Huh? Not bad. Like, yeah, that's really I remember. Yeah, yeah you did this. Stu- yeah, the students becoming the teacher here. <laughs> You've been testing me. I feel like I've been. Uh, I'm going to start backpedaling. I'm backpedaling now. I need that class of yours. No, no, you're doing great. You're way. <laughs> so, so anyway, Lyell, his idea was uh, millions of years old. He thought the Earth was millions of years old, so he kind of pushed it way back. And then the idea is, how does that uh, factor into biology? What were the biologists saying at that time? Mm-hmm. What were the theories of evolution? And we get to Jean-Baptiste Lamarck, who is a French naturalist. Love uh, it. Who, it, Lamarck said that organisms are always in flux. They're always mm-hmm. changing. And uh, he used the term transmutation. Meaning oh. that was kind of like the early term for evolution, but he said yes. transmutation. This is ringing so- a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this. I mean, I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> no, no. There, I mean, let's do it. I mean, I know where you're going with all of this, but let's let's continue just for the people out there. If you start completing my sentences, <laughs> uniformitarian transmutation. That hasn't happened okay. since we were both drinking. <laughs> yeah. I could just shut up and let you talk for me. I didn't have to say anything. Just move my lips. Uh, so Lamarck said uh, for him, evolution or transmutation was a continual upward movement. So there were mm. some changes, but we were always evolving up. Wow. So there was spontaneous generation of organisms uh, down from inorganic matter. So like dirt, <laughs> and mud, <laughs> they would just 
organ spontaneously uh, come into being, and then you would they would start the evolution upwards to, of course, the apex humans. Humans and always <laughs> with the humans at the can't top. get over ourselves. Yeah, mm -mm. and and then at that point, humans once we our mass reached the point where we we died, we would it would go back to inorganic matter, and then the whole thing would start over again. Well, that part's true. I mean, we're seeing that. <laughs> the, the Earth is is going to kick us off this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless we move to Mars or something. Uh, so also what he said is animals can never become extinct because they're always... You start out the animals that are the simplest animals, like amoebas, have mm. recently become... Uh, uh, recently spontaneously created mm -hmm. and then they've and then they're slowly becoming human so there's always there's no extinction in animals we're always evolving upwards i, I like that it's kind of nice i think yeah and me too the major the major thing he came up with was the idea of the inheritance of acquired characteristics mm -hmm. and that was environments are always changing Right. And animals must will their bodies to adapt uh -oh. to the oh, environment. <laughs> <laughs> he lost me. I've been trying to will myself to be six feet tall. <laughs> you know? That's, a, that's essentially what it is. It's like the environment changes. Like you, you keep, like a giraffe keeps reaching for the upper trees. Mm -hmm. And when it, within its lifetime, its neck gets longer. <laughs> and, that been... gets and that gets passed down to the next one which neck gets a little longer and so forth right well he's not <laughs> way off the mark he's just uh, forget he just doesn't you know it's uh, it's self-will mm -mm, that's yeah. a dead end trust yeah, so... me on that one <laughs> <laughs> so his i mean that was the problem that people had i mean he's saying anything that you acquired during your lifetime you would pass on to your kids so the, pe oh, the critics Jesus. of that theory is... God, <laughs> I hope that's not true. <laughs> Please tell me. I'm not going to pass this on to my kids. I don't know. I mean, Lamarckian evolution may come back. You never know. Oh, but, Jesus. Uh, but what he said... So, for example, like blacksmith. This is the thing people would always say to him. is be like, well, you know, blacksmiths acquire big muscles during their lifetime. Mm -hmm. But their kids, <laughs> their babies... <laughs> don't have big muscles when they're born. Right. So that was like one of the big crit there. I gotcha, Lamarck. I yeah, gotcha. Well, that's kind of an easy one to unravel his theory, right? I mean, that's like, yeah. his, his whole theory was made of cards. If, if any yeah. idiot could say, what about blacksmiths? They don't have big, <laughs> you know, boom. Any idiot. <laughs> Even I could come up with that one. What about blacksmiths? <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, but he, I mean, nobody had another idea for, you know, a hundred years, 150 oh, years. That was boy, like the best I thing. Relate. I can yeah. relate to that. I haven't had an idea for good <laughs> seven years. Wow. For a hundred years, really? Nothing yeah, really like 150 up. years. That was Jesus. like the best people could come up because it was like you said, it was almost there. It was right. like, okay, it's the environment and they're changing mm -hmm. for the environment. It was just the part about it happens in their lifetime. People were like, people could, right, that's good enough. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, we don't need Let's, to know. We don't need to. That's enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then in 1859, we get wow. Charles Darwin. Here we who go. Comes up with origin the, on the origins of species by means of natural selection. And he wasn't and, at Easter Island. He was, he was in the Galapagos. <laughs> it was the Galapagos. I was like, I was going with you wherever you know. wanted to go with that. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, Easter Island? Okay. All right. I'll go there. <laughs> you're, a, you're a wonderful man. <laughs> I want everyone uh, to know. We should also say uh, Alfred Russell Wallace also published Natural Selection. And he had actually published his about a, a year earlier than, than uh, Darwin. Why is that always the case? Why, you know, the inventor of the radio, somebody else yeah. had done it right before the movies, and then the, yeah. all the the discoveries there was why? What what what's going on there? I I think there's no original ideas. Right. <clears throat> Myself. I think we we all everybody's got the same material to work with and everybody can come up with the same idea. I mean, it's just like you think you have a really good script or something. And then you get ready to go, <laughs> go pitch oh, it or something. Everybody and their cousin. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like we're standing on the shoulders. We're all standing on the shoulders of those <clears throat> before us. And yeah. so it's just a matter of time before somebody's going to come up with the next theory, the evolution of theory. Right. Is in right. itself uh, active. That's yeah. what it's all about. There's a theory right now. That we're ready, humans are ready to invent that'll change the world that any of us could come up with, mm. with what's going on in the world. And it, the key yeah. is we're just, some of us just aren't like me, just not smart enough to, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to play video games. Somebody else will come up with it. <laughs> you could. Maybe it's while you're playing video games, you'll, you'll come mm. up with it. You should. I don't know. <clears throat> You know, t keep a tape recorder in your phone next to you, just in case. I I really okay. feel uh, confident that you, I think it's going to be you. I think it's going to be you. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't <laughs> bet on me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, but Wallace had already come up with the same idea. And it was after he came up with it, Darwin, somebody was like, hey, Darwin, you better go publish your thing. Wallace yeah, go, hey, buddy, hurry it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's kind of like coming in afterwards you know what yeah. i mean it's the, the song Somebody's already dystopian uh, uh franchise yeah. being pitched you better get it together <laughs> exactly exactly mm -hmm. so so natural selection in a nutshell is variation in species exists meaning that we we have different you know, variables, different uh, characteristics in the same species. <clears throat> and some variation by chance leads to an increased advantage in certain environments. Yeah. And the important thing is that it's by chance. By okay. chance. Yeah. So like you were talking about the moths, uh, the, the white moth uh, used to be the moth that was all around. It, it, there were also darker moths. And just by chance, when all that coal dust came, that that darker moth was better camouflaged. And by chance, darker moths began to survive. It was harder for birds to see them. So that right. gave them a, a, an advantage. Right. And then those who survive <clears throat> are more likely to pass on those adaptations to their offspring. Right. So, so the dark moths, because they survived, are passing on the dark moth gene to their offspring. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
God, it's a, such a beautiful thing, isn't it? And it takes so long. We're talking long, <laughs> long, long, yeah. long. I mean, that's what's so amazing about it. Yeah. And, and again, going and to thousands and thousands and millions of years. Yeah. And it's probably Man. happening right now. Like, I wonder what advantage we, we have. Right. Probably people who can use computers, who can use mm-hmm. video games, probably have a competitive edge. Well, they say now, we're getting taller. Uh, you know, you hear that a lot, that humans are getting taller, slowly taller. Yeah. <clears throat> You're living longer because of, yeah. you know. But we don't have any saber-toothed tigers out there taking right. out the weaklings. So, right. you know, like, no offense, but Mary, she never would have <laughs> made it. You know? If a saber-toothed tiger... Sorry, that's my dog yeah. barking in the back. But yeah. if, if there was a saber-toothed tiger chasing Mary, chances are good. Yeah. I mean, I love Mary. Don't get me wrong. I don't want anything yeah. to happen to her, but let's be honest. Well, you know, let's see. We, we may if have she to forgot If she didn't know how to walk, <laughs> there's a saber-toothed tiger who's going to take her right out of the gene pool. Well, I see how you, uh, in our tribe, I see how you, in our pack, you better not get hurt. Old alpha male there is on his way. <laughs> He's already Old silverback. <laughs> Old silverback's up the tree already and taking this all oh, back down. I would have been dead long before Mary. <laughs> One of those giant sloths would have taken me out, you know. You ever so, seen those? Uh, those things are huge. Those oh, yeah. Sloths that existed. My, oh. They were the size of trucks. Sloths. Yeah. Just slowly Crazy. tracking you. Slowly Ooh. tracking you. Years, years you get away from it. <laughs> it's like you're being tailed, and I'm like the bunny running, running, running. But pretty soon yeah. that sloth is going to get me. Like 35 years later, <laughs> when you're asleep, it just pounces on you. It finally made it. Finally caught up to you. Uh, so with that background, I think we have a, a like a basis for evolution now. Yes, we do. Well done. So Fascinating. What we're asking now is when it comes to bipedalism, why did our primate ancestors start walking on two legs? What advantage did walking on two legs give them? Yeah. And why was it so important that walking on two legs was passed down? That advantage was passed down to all of their descendants, including us right now. Can I offer my <laughs> uh, theory? Before sure. You, yeah. <clears throat> I think it makes our butts look nicer. <laughs> and that makes us more attractive somehow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Everybody's an ass person, ass man, right. ass woman. And I, I think like standing up, it's, it's like when when people wear high heels, you know, it tight. The yeah. reason high heels are popular is because it tightens the butt, firms up the legs. Standing up, when we were bending over, we were showing yeah. our, our, our red stuff too much, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, some tall, you know, standing on two legs, those, those guys who... <laughs> that you know what like, Whoa. I, <laughs> you know i said it about 10 minutes ago but <laughs> i think you've you found the new this is your idea this is your idea this is the idea this is your this is mankind darwin wow. point two it made our butts look better <laughs> i love it I love it. I mean, I just I was sitting around the campfire, you'd be like, yeah, stand up and be like, mm. Mm. <laughs> oops, I dropped my rock. Let me bend over and grab it. I love it. 
I love mm-hmm. it. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> so w- the truth is, we really don't know. Although that theory, John, is as valid as any of other theory that's out. I'm there. standing fact, by I, it. I like that one. It's kind of it's got some sex appeal. Mm-hmm. It's got some sex appeal. Which so is I it's like all it. about sex. It's all about survival and sex. That's everything, right? It has to be one or the other. I think you you've na- nailed it. I think you've nailed it. <laughs> we'll get to some of the other, but this is no no less valid, valid than mm-hmm. any other. Well, you know, when you go to the zoo and you see the monkeys walking around, what's the first thing you notice? They're ugly butts, and that they throw yeah. poo at us. But you know, they're yeah. ugly butts. So I think yeah, you know, that's where I'm going. Walking upright makes the butt look better. Hmm. Makes you everybody. Want everybody loves a nice butt. Everybody. I think do you, you do you love a nice butt? I yeah. I mean, I, I'm part of everybody, aren't I? I mean, yeah. It's, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do. I Me do. too. You so. need to write this up. Put it in a journal. <laughs> Get some artistic photos. Maybe some sketches. Yes. You could handle that. You're a good drawer. <laughs> so the idea is, uh, honestly, we really don't know. We don't know why humans started. There's a lot of hypotheses. You've heard one already here tonight. Are they faster? Uh, well, Are we faster standing up? Not really. And and even they've found that we're a lot slower. So hmm. it doesn't. And even like if you were looking at the predators at the time, mm-hmm. uh, the predators would probably be running like 40 miles an hour to 60 miles an hour. And Jesus. humans, I think uh, Usain Bolt <clears throat> ran at like 28 miles an hour or something. Yeah. So, so even most people, even at that time, you know, being only about three foot tall, uh, there's no way so, you could outrun it. So we don't know. That's one of the theories, but we so don't know weird. why. Yeah. So yeah. again, it's like, why did we do it? And the other thing is, um, how do we even tell people walked on two legs at that time? Right. Which is here we go. And, We've. I bet there yeah. are some footprints. <laughs> well, there are for the Latoli footprints. You can yep. tell that they, they were walking upright. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can look at a skull and you look at that hole in the bottom of the skull, the foramen magnum. And if wow. it sits right underneath the skull, then you can kind of tell like it was propped up on somebody that was walking upright. Wow. Uh, for like chimps, the skull, I mean, that foramen magnum in the bottom of the skull is usually towards the back because uh-huh. the spine Makes is coming out, coming out towards the back. The other thing you can look at is like human skulls. Once you start walking upright, get those kind of S curve in it, uh-huh. curves in it and chimps, <clears throat> And apes have just one one curve, just one. We have yeah. two, right? And right. The, every chiropractor, every chi- chiropractor <laughs> will tell you that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to, for follow up for extra credit, go to a chiropractor. <laughs> Better yet, if you can get a chiropractor to buy you a free dinner and try to sell you on his services. <laughs> um, <laughs> and tell him to crack both curves in your s. Crack you them know both. What's in- What's interesting is uh, babies, human babies, when they're born, have just that one single curve. Uh, yeah. Kind of like, like a yes. chimp. Yeah. 
and then that second one forms later right. on. Okay, about how, about this is a, how about this as a theory? It's so weird. It's so weird to be upright that it freaked other animals out and actually more survived. That is one of the things people have. Another theory is that it was a way to make ourselves look bigger, mm-hmm. which again, at that time, we were about th- three and a half feet tall. I don't know how much bigger. We were yeah, scaring it off squirrels. It's like, what the hell yeah. is that thing? You know, if I'm I'm a saber-toothed tiger and I've been, you know, eating four-legged creatures running around and suddenly I see this thing waddling at me, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I might just not kill that one and kill the other one that's walking on four legs. <laughs> or just kind of play with that one that's on two legs and kind <laughs> yeah. of bat it around. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get into the theories. And you can just kind okay. of give me your – because I could tell, I mean – you are given this some of your, your background and your yeah. theories. Well, thank you. Uh, so here are some, and, and just yeah, I'll just ask for your opinion. Yeah, be happy. One to. is <laughs> one is called <laughs> the carrying hypothesis. Carrying C A R R Y I N G, and that was walking on two legs freed up our hands so we can carry things. Yeah, like food, children. When you're out on the grassland, you could okay, yeah, free hands. I guess so. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that does make. But but how does that evolve? Because did we invent tools that far in advance? Well, before people, we walked upright. Well, they have found some tools that have gone back earlier than Homo habilis, which is who we thought was the earliest uh, hmm. hominin to, to use tools. But but the thing is. There are theories that say, well, it was the fact that our hands were free that then we could use tools to kind of like. Oh, I see. Um, But the thing is, you know, Darwin used to say that there were three characteristics of humans tool use, bipedalism, and small canine teeth. Hmm. And and what we find is that other animals use tools, not just Mm -hmm. chimps, but like birds. Yeah. And uh, and also birds walk on two legs, so they're bipedal as well. So yeah, they really, sure are. All all those... we have left are our small canine teeth. That's so <laughs> weird. Which do nothing for us. <clears throat> no, not at all. Not at all. Except you uh, can glue vampire fangs onto them for movies, and it looks mm, fantastic. How many? That's of the your one thing. Caveman teeth. Do you still have your caveman teeth? I around do. Or? I do have them. I'll, I'll dig those up for another. Hmm. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. I do. I, I, they, I have my practice teeth. They gave us teeth to practice with, to, to practice talking because it was really hard. But the actual show teeth were very yeah. expensive. Very expensive. Really? Mm-hmm. And do you think they- my, my bottom practice teeth are broken because my son, when he was really young, got a hold of them and broke them and put them in his mouth. <laughs> I'm just Do you glad. think somebody still has your your show teeth? Are they in oh, a yeah, museum? For sure. They, you would, it was th- <laughs> they were thousands of dollars. Nobody'd throw them away. Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> there was a teeth the- guy. There was a guy who actually reminded me a little bit of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he reminded me. He looked a little like you. Yeah. Just reminded me a little bit of you. But he was the teeth guy, and he would show yeah. up just with the teeth. That was his job. Yeah, and then at the end of the end of the shoot, I'd spit him out, and he'd into the thing, and he'd walk away with them. That is like me, because you know I love teeth. <laughs> I, you know I've always loved teeth. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Like my doppelganger. We'll have mm-hmm. to get him on. Talk about teeth. 
And when we carved uh, jack-o'-lanterns, you would always carve them with a full set. <laughs> yeah, full on. I'd make them out of like dried corn and put them in there like dentures. <laughs> it's amazing. George Washington. Working dentures on my jack-o'-lantern. Uh, so the next one, you've already mentioned the, the vigilance hypothesis. Mm. And that is standing upright lets us see farther and mm. look for predators. Ooh. How does that? Yeah. Okay. I guess so. I guess it, yeah. we're talking about thousands of years. That's the thing. That's the trip of yeah. evolution is, is we cannot conceptualize how long and slow this right. process is. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculously slow. So, so yeah, I could, okay. Over time, I guess people who could do more of that. Kind you know, of stand up over the grass and you can see like a saber-toothed tiger coming at you or they'd something. They'd be the first to start running. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. And then yeah. Mary, you know, <laughs> would be. Just lay down. All, and- all you got to do is beat Mary and you're going to survive, really. <laughs> oh. It's like... It's like when, uh, you, you know, people say, why should I get dogs for my house? Well, if a dog barks, the, the, the burglar is going to go to the next house. They're right. going to go to the easier house. Mm. That's the, right. the theory. So, yeah, just got to beat yeah. one, one of those hominids and you're going to survive. Yeah. You know, somebody, some people have said, well, yeah, you're more, you can see the predator by standing up, but also you're more visible to the predator. Hmm. Like it might be better for you to stay lower. Oh, I see. Floors. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you get a jump start, that's, you know, cause you're hanging out in groups. Right. Right. So the, 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 <laughs> the, the saber tooth tiger is going to get the, get the one that's not the slower I really, one. I really, I'm getting an insight into you in, in case we're ever in, in case it's ever like road warrior or something like the apocalypse <laughs> comes. I'm going to be like, that guy is going to like screw us there. Keep an eye on him. Keep an no, eye on I'm, him. No, I'm, I'm all talk because I'll be the first one yeah. to die. Because look at me. I'm weak and slow. And I like to talk. Hey, you guys, let's figure that. Oh, you know, I'd be like trying to talk my way out of it, which doesn't work in the Road Warrior post-apocalyptic you got, world. You got a nice ass. And that gives you, that gives you, a, that gives you, a, that gives you. you a competitive advantage, I hear. That so. is true. <laughs> okay so the next one is the heat dissipation hypothesis and that is that it was very hot on the savannas okay. and when you are on the all fours you had more of your back exposed okay and you got hotter so by walking upright less of your body is exposed to the to the sunlight and so okay. therefore you could keep your brain cooler you could stay cooler by walking upright do you think what do you think of that one it see, I mean, it's the most kind of scientific. I so think you, because you, you like you that, one. that one. I, I don't know. I, it's it, it it makes the most sense to me, but because Maybe. it makes the most sense to me, it, it I'm suspicious of it. For some does reason. it make more sense than aliens landing and forcing us to walk on our feet to look like them? <laughs> Well, would you put it that way? Uh, <laughs> you I played mean, your ace. You played your ace, didn't you? Yep. Boom. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll come back to that one. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the boy. alien one, I mean, it's always possible. Always yeah. possible. It's always <laughs> in there. Uh, let's see. Some of the other ones. The social display. 
hypothesis and that by walking upright, you could uh, somehow kind of like what you were saying, kind of like you, you like the alphas or maybe even some of the, the members of the group would stand upright to kind of like, Hey, settle down you guys, you know, and kind of like, uh, and everybody be like, God, look at his ass. Let's, let's settle down. Right. That's what we're saying. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I'm going to get to the last one, which, which is the sexual hypothesis. Okay, here we go. And you've kind of already talked about some of this. I am. Um, but it was it was more not the ass for this one, but it was the mm. male genitalia. By walking upright, they thought, well, you could see it more. No. No. Females. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm going to say no on this one. Nobody. Gay, straight, male, yeah. female. Nobody likes to see a scrotum. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever I been? Have you have you ever been to Burning Man? Have you heard, like the <laughs> shirt cocks? Have you no. ever heard about the shirt cocks? No. What's that? A shirt cock. Apparently, I've never been to Burning Man, but somebody was telling me about. It. But it's guys that go around just with their pants off and with a t-shirt on. Oh boy! And they call them shirt cocks. Oh boy! That would be. Uh, that's the equivalent of this, I think. You know what? Uh, I'm never going to Burning Man. I, yeah. I, I and I'm not gonna. I, just the sand. Yeah. Can you imagine? Ooh, hmm. camping yeah. with that sand. Have you ever camped on the beach? Ooh, I hate it. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. All that sand gets you in your sleeping bag. It's horrible. And just hearing it at night when it's like hitting, like you're out on the beach camping, and you just hear that sand. Hitting your tent on the outside. And like, then the flip-flopping <laughs> of the shirt cocks running by. <laughs> just a, a herd of shirt cocks. <laughs> you know, they just like... So uh, kind of with your idea about the ass, though, uh, Nancy Makepeace Tanner, who is an uh, anthropologist as well, she said that walking upright made it harder for men or males of the species. Um, and we're talking about you know, 7 million years ago to tell when a woman or a female was in estrus. Because usually on chimps, it's very easy for male chimps to know when a female chimp is in estrus. And so then by walking upright, uh, it was harder for the males to tell when the female was in estrus, ready to mate. So and Yeah. And so therefore the females had more power is what oh. make these says. Makepeace Tanner says is that they had more power because the males couldn't tell when they were ready to mate. And so the females would have to pick the male to interesting. To mate at that point. That's yeah. interesting. I like it. I yeah. like it. <clears throat> uh, the other. It's also of- easier to punch down at somebody and kill somebody. I think <laughs> if they're on all fours and you're standing up and yeah. you've got a rock or something, I guess that goes to the uh, first one where you could, carry stuff yeah because if i've got a club and i can stand up and you've got a club and you can't stand up as much as i can i'm gonna beat the crap out of you i mean don't get me wrong you think about like chimps those chimps and gorillas though are like extremely strong yeah so and they're still on all fours and can move very quickly so right i'm just saying somebody who can stand up a little longer in the fight, right? Isn't that what we're talking about over time, over, right, you know? Right. I don't know. I, I mean, it's... We need we yeah. need to go back in time. That's... Yeah. That's... <clears throat> so 
kind of in conclusion, I guess we've, mm-hmm. we've reached the end of this journey of discovery. Yeah. Uh, why did we start walking on two legs? Um, we to show know. off our assets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly I, the... of, of after discussing all of them, yeah. I'm sticking yeah. with mine. I'm yeah. sticking with it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's as good as any actually when you listen to them. Uh, so, we, but again, we don't really know. We don't mm-hmm. know why. There's no conclusive theory or hypothesis as to why we started walking upright. Well, it's, it's too late now because yeah. we've 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 fucked the gene of walking on all fours out of our systems. You know. Well. <laughs> Tell it like it is. Well, that's what evolution is, right? I mean, they, uh, they all, uh, you know, it's too late now. We can't go back. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I, as I was researching, the, I was thinking about the time where, like, you were in a group, say, eight and a half million years ago, and there's that one guy who starts walking up right. You know what I mean? There would be like a few, a few members of the group would be walking upright. Some members wouldn't, and it must have been very awkward at that time. Oh like, God, like, it's like middle school. Yeah. My mother took tetracycline when she was pregnant with me, and so my this is another story before you. Although I think you know this story, before uh, up until I got my my permanent teeth and my adult teeth, my teeth were all purple. Really? That's what happens if you take tetracycline. A mother takes it when she's pregnant. Uh, the the kid is born for some reason, and I guess the bones are, are purple too. Yeah. They're also extra strong. I never got any cavities. That's the upside. But the downside was that everybody made fun of me and my purple teeth. What's wrong with your teeth? What's wrong with your teeth? And that must have been what it was like <laughs> for the guys who couldn't stand up. You know, the guys who could stand up and be like, what, yeah. you can't stand up? Oh, my God, what's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I never knew. That is awful. It was awful. The corrective yeah. shoes and the purple teeth. Wow. Let me see your yeah. teeth now. Let me see them. Like, oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Didn't hold not you perfect. Back, if you got really close <laughs> up, you could still see there are striations that's from the tetracycline. It's really? still to this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so anyway, uh, as for my wife and walking, you know, I hear you, you Mm -hmm. know, I wish, I understand you wish we hadn't been evolved this way, Mm -hmm. but you know what? You got to play the hand you're dealt. Like you say, John, it's, it's too late. It's too late. We, we all screwed the four leggedness out of us. We've made our bipedal bed and we have to sleep in it. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, brother. And maybe uh, we need to try swimming. Swimming's great, by the way. Oh, kind of going back to aquatic. Yeah, it's fun. It feels yeah. good. It's meditative, and it exhausts you. Man. But you got to go right. to the gym. Yeah. Unless you guys want to install something in your garage. <laughs> Just like a big tub out there. A cattle the pool. Yeah. <laughs> John, <laughs> any, any final thoughts? As we uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I, I want to thank everybody for for going on this bipedal journal journey with us uh, this week. And uh, I guess this is human number two signing off. And this is human number one. And thank you again for listening. And we will see you later on uh, down the road of self-discovery. Yeah. Thanks.
Thank you. <laughs> See you, John. Bye.